Gumbo fam. What's up? <laughs> uh, I don't even know what kind of greeting that is, but how you doing? Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, hope you're well. I had to try to redo this and slow this down, so I literally stopped recording and recorded again. Uh, so welcome. Uh, I just had to give a big shout out to the OGs, the the family members that been with with the gumbo since the the inception of the podcast but even before that in 2017 the inception of what was the web show so if you're just catching it at this episode welcome i just want to welcome you i don't want to say you're late to the party i want to say you're right on time as we're entering a new year and i want to be added to your new favorite podcast um i'm slowly becoming more intentional about what i'm posting my content and actually, you know, investing in what I'm investing in myself, right? Uh, I'm paying for this in in short. I'm just going to say it. I'm paying for it. Might as well use it in before losing it, you know. Um, the content I provide to you, I just, I just want to say thank you for consuming it. I hope it's good to your soul. I hope it's, it fills your spirit. I hope you're full when you're leaving and listening and, 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 and finishing up your plate, so to speak hypothetically i'm hoping that's happening because that's the intention of what gumbo was created to do it was literally to feed your soul and it's through my transparency that i'm able to kind of release that potential that superpower um because a lot of us have this re- relatability we are related <laughs> that's why i call y'all fam because the content is relatable we are kinfolk we have the same sometimes parallel um, ideas, sometimes same experiences. And I like to share that with you. And that's exactly what this. So this is a thank you episode. As we near in 2022, I want to continue on my road to 100. I will continue on that. I am trekking down the long road and it is hard to create. Um, that is not an easy place to stay in, in a creative, motivating space and I just want to really acknowledge anybody that's out there just creating whatever you're doing don't matter if you're cultivating little minds if you're a mom or dad if you're a caregiver in some way you're you're creating you're literally giving of yourself to someone else and creating some sort of legacy so clap and kudos to you doing that so again just a small welcome and a thank you for continuing to listen and hopefully this episode gives you what it needs to give because I'm intending to release some things that uh you know have been I guess awaiting me awaiting weighting me down just weighing me down like it's a weight of of just compiling a lot of situation things and uh it's just been kind of leading up to this episode showing me that now is the time to kind of take heed to that I've been walking through little puddles along the way right and finally looking down and saying damn I've been through a lot and this is part of it uh actually yesterday I was in a training and it was about boundaries and ethics related to counseling psychologically right um part of that process of of knowing your boundaries is of course realizing that they're there and they're that they exist but kind of confirming and assessing whether or not you even have them 
I should have put a disclaimer out there that I'm literally creating in a in a in my room. I don't have a setup. I wish I could virtually show y'all where I started with the gumbo because that's another thing. If I can encourage you ahead of this episode to start whatever you're trying to start now, do that because legit I was doing a lot of the episodes even for the web show in my laundry room closed off from the kids and stuff and I'm currently doing that now. So I'm trying to find spaces and times that I'm able to to get it out. And so I'm trying to keep them busy while I while I talk to y'all. So do what you need to do with what you got. You don't need to have the perfect setup. Back to the schedule program. So yesterday, a t- uh, this this boundaries and ethics was related to addiction. So I'm gonna jump right in it. Um, it brought me back to childhood, and this episode is going to be rightfully named Ace of Spades. Now, that name came to me as we were talking about Adverse Child Experiences, which is the acronym for ACE. And I started to write these things down as I was just literally going through the training, trying to take notes because it was good. I mentioned to you in previous episodes that I'm a product uh, and my family had been hit and struck with addiction. My father passed away from, uh, you know, a loss of fight with with addiction. Right. And I've said that as a result of that upbringing, I've saw a lot. I've been exposed to a lot. Uh, We, I can't say it's just me because I was surrounded by siblings. I have a sister and two younger brothers. My sister is older than I am Um, in the training, y'all. The guy that was, I can't say the guy, but he's Dr. Wynn. I'm not going to call him a guy. He is Dr. Wind, And Dr. Wind is spelled just like the wind outside. Um, It's awesome. Um, If I'm not mistaken, he practices out of New York. And it was a very engaging training because he put a lot of vivid metaphors in place where we were able to really connect concepts with real tangible things, life experiences. One being adverse child experiences when he talked about a family coming up with a one parent or even both parents with addiction of some sort doesn't matter which one it is alcoholism uh, if it's drug addiction doesn't matter Um, what happens is that these family roles are developed he mentioned four family roles that I was like oh I gotta write this down and so I did of course and one was um, like I'm going to name them off because I had them written down and I'm just going to name off the four family roles that he called. If there was like a family of a a mother and a father creating four children of those four children, you might see the family role developed of a hero, a scapegoat, the lost child and the mascot. Right. And he gave definitions of each. Ironically, our family is of four children. We have two, like I told you, two boys two girls there's the hero there is the scapegoat there's the lost child and there's the mascot I'm not gonna name off my siblings names uh, out of respect for their privacy but I am going to explain what each family role is and allowing those that know me and know us personally to make those connections of who's who so the hero is um, pretty much the fixer of the family The hero is the person that is kind of overachiever, high scholar, trying to do and fix everything with gaining acknowledgement of some sort. Because in some way, shape or form, that person, that child feels like 
hmm, maybe if I achieve more, this will fix everything. Everything will be fine. They'll get their minds off of the addiction. Uh, they'll get the mind off the mishaps. They won't fuss and fight. My doing will fix everything. My achieving will fix everything. That's the hero of the family. Uh, there is um, the scapegoat of the family, which is oftentimes viewed as the, the black sheep. The black sheep of the family is the outcast, so to speak. It lives, he or she lives in the shadow of the hero, um, oftentimes feeling like they don't measure up and kind of stuck in the middle. And they try their best to get out in front, oftentimes to the point to their own detriment, right? To the point where they're doing negative things to gain attention. And it doesn't matter because they get the attention anyway. So they don't even see it as negative. They're trying to get the attention of the family member that they really desire and long for. Um, the other one is the lost child. The lost child is kind of the one often forgotten about. They get their needs met, but they oftentimes doesn't need a, a whole lot of things. Um, they become very emotionally attached to certain things. But again, feeling lost in the sense of the family, like where do I fit in? Uh, most times um, the lost child typically finds themselves in relationships where they're they're codependent and as a result of just kind of watching everything happen they're they're kind of the watchers of the family they just kind of you know just there okay and that's just my definition in a nutshell so you can look all of this up it's definitely theoretical and research based and the last one is the mascot so these of the family are the court jesters <laughs> that's what they were it's kind of like quote-unquote court, court jesters they're the ones that's going to make dark humor uh, the light of the conversation they will try their best to make jokes about what's going on to not acknowledge the severity of it so levity is their best friend levity actually is the humor that they find in darkness and um they use it as a strength uh but also as their you know their their ability to mask and their ability to hide and and again their protection so humor is their protection so that is the mascot of the family and so as I was listening to all of this and I'm taking these notes of course I found out where I'm I have a little bit of everybody of, of what I just mentioned um but more so the hero and it's in the mascot of everything too and I said like uh the ace my ace is where this began the adverse child experience um is where it began and I started to take this into metaphoric land just as Sagan would do this is what I do all the time I say okay I have to acknowledge that I am codependent how is that not necessarily saying I'm um, um, the person that has to have something but I long for a lot of validation and that comes from my upbringing right it's not to and this is this is a salty topic for me so let me just say this before I continue that I hate to admit that there's an ace of spades because that's what I'm calling this there's there's an ace that I have ch adverse child experiences because I see that as a crutch I see that as debilitating I see that as an excuse you know, and let's just call it what it is. I don't see that as something like, ooh, this is enlightenment. And now the that the veil, I can I can now say I have a reason and, and, and for all of these feelings. No, I feel like that furthermore enables me to say, oh, well, this is, you know, it's, it's from my childhood. That's why I am this way. And I don't like you. Honestly, I'm a counselor that 
is a hypocrite in that way. I don't like it for myself to acknowledge that that part of my past still drives my present. And I don't want to take it to my future. But you know what I'm saying? Like it, it just ties in together. But it also is, a, again, an Achilles heel. I don't like to acknowledge that. So feel free to feel that through this episode that this is hard for me because I don't like it. I like to have like I like to have accountability without or to share accountability without making it feel like oh they're the problem or they cause this this is the reason the addiction no I have I have there's choices in life right we all have choices that's the power of will we all have the will to take the path that is set is set before us regardless of how our past taught us some things and that's one thing that I found I find power in as well my choice I don't have to be what my past has taught me or showed me I don't have to live the way it it said either um so it, it's a it's a tug of war for me I, I'm acknowledging this through this episode with y'all it's uncomfortable but I also feel jaded by it because I don't want to use it as an excuse so I'll say that and I'll keep going Okay, so I am codependent. I'm reliant on the validation of not only myself, other people, my mom still, um, my friends, my coworkers, my associates, people that I've um, come in contact with, anybody. I external validation drives my ego. Ego drives me. Okay, so it's all a pull in that direction. Ego drives me, and and people pull my ego along, and I allow it. Okay, and it feels good because there's a void there. Mm -hmm. So I'm just going to say that. So as I'm going through the training, I'm like, okay, so now we got to talk about this. (laughs) Now that I've, you know, realized it. And I know that in all of my episodes, for those that are new listeners, welcome along. I like to expose myself. It's not to, again, um you know, degrade myself in any way. Uh, But I feel like vulnerability and shame is where growth like lives. And if I expose that particular, you know, fear and vulnerability, it's, it's no longer, it doesn't have that stronghold. I'm not in that cage. It's almost like a key to the door. I unlock a lot of things, like I said in a previous episode. So I'm going to talk a lot about the shame I feel. And I'm okay with that as long as you are too. Just know that that doesn't bother me how I'm perceived after it's out. It's done. You know what I'm saying? And I, I appreciate those that are, that listen in and appreciate how how open I am about those things. Okay? So... I heard the speaker say yesterday, secrets keep us sick. And as much as I don't want to think of this as an addiction, it's a cycle. Okay. As much as I was listening to the training from a counselor perspective, it spoke to me because I have patterns. Addictions are patterns. So you might say, I'm not an addict, but you definitely have a pattern that you have gotten yourself into You have a cycle that you've chosen to get on that carousel and continue to ride. Even if you don't think it's a choice, we've made choices leading up to that revolving door continuing to spin. That is the addiction. Okay, we don't see that as that. But just you can say that out loud to yourself while you're in the car listening to this or sitting at home. I am an addict. I have a pattern. I have a cycle. The choice is now 
after acknowledging that to get off. Okay, so you are an addict. Okay, if you have some pattern of some sort that you like to do, a quote bad habit, anyway, if it's cursing, if it's drinking, if it, it doesn't matter what it is, okay, it is something that, again, continues to keep us bound because we continue to do it and we don't feel good about it, okay? So the ace of spades, I talked about that and metaphorically, I'm like, okay, let me start looking some stuff up because if you're an OG, you know that I like to Google stuff, the, I love Google because Google's life. But I also like to, you know, look things up as far as what do they mean, Merriam-Webster, you know what I'm saying? Like spiritually, what there's a meaning there, uh, like literally there's a meaning for an ace of spade. And I went back and I looked and I looked up the importance of what the ace is. And for those that are spades players, know that traditional, I'm not speaking to the hood, mm-hmm. Okay, I'm not talking about y'all using the joke, a big joke, a little joke. I'm not. I'm talking about traditional mm-hmm, European style <laughs> spades. Okay, traditionally, the ace is the highest card in the deck. It has the most power. And when I looked up and Googled it, of course, the origin of card playing began in China. So we're going to go there. I'm going to teach you a little bit because I learned a little bit. Uh Power, luck, and triumph is significant and synonymous with the ace of spades. It also means triumph. Um, there is a, a historical referral or definition of the ace of spades, which is the card of death. Um, and that changed, the context of that changed to luck, the more modernized way of view that this luck. It's also a symbol of um, it's called the cosmic tree on a spiritual level. As you can see the shape of it, I had to go back and look. It does kind of look like a tree, um, a little pear shaped tree does kind of resemble the Fleur de Lis a little bit for those Southerners, um, the shape of the tree. And it was synonymous of with fall and winter. And it, it also is a meaning of the power of darkness. So the color and the shape. So let's, let's hear all the words that are kind of like, trickling and, and repetitive just now power wealth triumph luck um it is the context in which it was used and there was another definition that talked about it depends on the context of the spade that it symbolizes different fearful ideas of experiences and I when I started reading about this I'm like oh that's why this episode title came to me God was literally guiding me to this definition that I can have all these things if I let go or play my ace. If I just put that card down, right, I can win that book. I can win the power. I can win the look. I can triumph. I can have wealth. Um, and that's how I felt like if I was letting the ace go, my ace also being my adverse childhood experiences, breaking those bad habits. Um, what are my bad habits, you ask? Well, I have a bad habit pattern or addiction to comparison. I have an addiction to people pleasing, which is oftentimes viewed as that validation I talked about externally. I have an addiction to overachieving, constantly wanting more after I've literally left a step. I'm not, con there's a, a running from contentment, like, ooh, can't be content. That's just, ooh, that's not good. That's not always a great thing to feel trying to be the fixer of everything thinking I am the solution to every problem and I'm not the answer okay um 
those are bad habits and that's only to name a few I actually wrote a letter to myself thanking myself of letting these bad habits and cycles go okay um, it's a very good thing to build that particular intervention at the end of the year I know we like new year new me no 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 you know <laughs> not everybody likes the cliche and if you do that's awesome I just feel like we're perf constantly in a sense of perfecting ourselves it's just refining fine-tuning you know of what you already have in place I remember I used to um, say uh, New Year's resolution didn't exist at one point even I don't know a couple years ago maybe a few around the time I started the gumbo I said real solutions r-e-a-l solutions versus a resolution because you gotta solve sometimes things that you're not happy with you have the choice and power and realizing that you have the choice and power to change those things and so that's where I at currently am I realize that my codependence really lies on everything outside of me instead of what's inside of me and I don't like the way that feels y'all I don't like that I um don't trust myself I don't like that currently let me speak to now currently and it's shifting because I realize that that I don't trust myself that I have to ask permission from others that I'm constantly seeking validation from others and when others don't quite validate me or honestly don't quite like my worldview my perspective the way I show up I find that to be a reason to change that used to be my driver okay like I need to change to make myself more tolerable now, I don't care how you, at this point, how you take me, you know, no chaser. I'm just, you're going to taste me and I'm going to be who I am. If I'm going to be strong, if you like it, or I'm going to be smooth. If you like that type, I'm going to be somebody's flavor, somebody's choice. Um, and that's fine with me now. But a lot of me and past me grew into who I am today, which is Sagan who is now addressing the uncomfortable and I run to it sometimes sometimes I run away for it cry a little bit I've done a lot of that this year I just keep showing up for me to find out new things peeling back those layers I am the onion and I need to learn how to address everything I'm unearthing right now okay so if you have an ace of spades in your deck I challenge you to play it you're going to win the book because it is the traditionally right the highest card in the deck I just want to let you know that um there was a sign for me to do this episode somebody I don't care if it's one out of however many listeners I have um that gets it there was a sign to do the episode even today as I'm writing and I'm <laughs> doing count to 100 with my daughter there was a post about spades and as a matter of fact y'all can go look it up it was Delilah Hoodrich D-E-L-I-L-A-H Hoodrich it's an old post but it was uh, a post saying you know spades players how many books and it was a deck it was a, a hand of cards somebody had passed of course dealt spades and she's showing her hand and she's like how many books you know for my spades player OG spades players and I was like why is this on my timeline the why is you whoever needs to hear this play your ace adverse childhood experiences go back there what about that darkness do you need to find power in right what about that place that you don't want people to know about where your shame lives where your anxiety and depression stems from that shame 
that vulnerability do you need to give back to someone else or to yourself okay right now not 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 next year right now maybe this episode comes at a good time of year but keep that in mind that this is not a casualty that this is not a fad that this is your life you're playing with and this is not something to just go into like ah new year no it's moving forward it's your years to come this is your legacy what do you need to play okay I'm going to leave y'all with that today. I just want to tell y'all, I love y'all. I love y'all. What have y'all, y'all, the feedback I've been getting, continue to like, continue to comment. It just makes me a better me. Um, And continue to, you know, give me the feedback you get. I got so much good feedback, personal feedback this year. People contacted me out the rain, out the blue, email, in person. Thank y'all. I do what I do because you give me the opportunity to, and God does as well. So wherever this message has found you, I hope you're well. Continue on. Happy New Year. Um, And I'm out. I'm out.